0: Welcome to the podcast. Today we're doing uh, something completely different than we did the last time, and oh God, that hurts, Brent. Well, Put beating left on me. Hey man, you need to stretch more. <clears throat> I guess. So we're asking questions. Today, so this is Ask Grip. This is Ask Grip. <laughs> Ask Grip is so much fun. All right, so Brent J. Carter is reading questions and i'm answering the questions unless brent j carter can answer the questions better so first question jeff
1: Hairston asks how right. strong should an ssc be hashtag ask
0: stronger than day old piss that's how strong you ought to be well
1: that depends on what you ate and or drank the day before could can you be please but be look, more you please
0: not mess with my metaphor here i mean SSC's got to be real damn strong. Uh, but, you know, we got SSE's that aren't that strong. Uh, SSC needs to be more smart than strong. SSC needs to be able to coach. SSC can't coach unless he's done strength training himself, so the SSC's going to be stronger than you are. But the strength is not the factor. The, the experience, the acumen, the ability to analyze, the ability to solve problems on your feet in real time right now high value answers to to important questions right now resourcefully immediately and correctly that's what makes an SSC the training history of the SSC is going to mean that the SSC is strong but our the strength level is not our criteria we don't we don't care how, how strong they are that it's just that they've learned from their own lifting uh, I'm not very strong, I'm only deadlifting probably 475, 500 right now uh, I can't press but about 180 a bench is probably 285 290 for a single right now uh, squats all fucked up got a Cubic synthesis problem right now, so I'm not squatting heavy, 300, probably all I like can squat right now, but I can solve your problems because I know what I'm doing, and, uh, you know, the the how strong an SSC is completely misses the point, and I don't even think that was a serious question, so
1: why did we even answer that? Well, I was told to read off of the paper. Well, you've done that. Okay. <clears throat> okay. All right, here's the second question. House of Peng. What Peng? P E N G. Peng. Ping. Ping. All right. If you had a time machine and had the ability to put any historical figure on linear progression, mm-hmm. who would it be?
0: Moses. Why Moses? Well, it doesn't say why. It just says just okay. says who. <laughs> you should read the questions, <laughs> Right? Okay. From Gregory P. There's two wives. Right. Gregory Ip. Something like that.
1: How much was the heaviest press you have ever seen? Who did it? Heaviest
0: press I've ever seen live and in person? Well, it's we've not all seen, question. it doesn't say that. We've, we've all seen the Sergey Redding 502. Sick. Which is bizarre. Sickly impressive. Uh, we saw Alexia's 507, but that was a push press. Clearly a push press. Weak. Fake. Uh, wasn't, wasn't real, you know, thing. I well, think I mean, that, he pushed uh, it, used his knees, is all I, I'm saying. Ken Patera did a 518 push jerk. Uh, most impressive thing I've ever seen in, you know, the video is uh, uh, is a 518. Uh, is the 502 Reading press. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, our own uh, Chase Lindley, who we fondly refer to as the albino here in Wichita Falls Athletic Club, uh, he little turd pressed 330 out there one day, weighing 238. That's a
1: monster press. Now, that's
0: that's for a 19-year-old, little snotty-nosed kid. I mean, that's that's a pretty damn good press. I hate. I hope he didn't see this, but, I mean, that's a pretty damn good press. At that age, that body weight, is anybody else in the country doing that? I'd like to know, too. Uh, so, yeah, right. Let's find a good question here. Miles You're Marco. just reading these in order, right? Well, that's, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't lay him out. I don't know. I don't okay. think about this. He dragged me in here about 10 minutes ago. That's all I know is I'm here. You don't like that one either? Or what? Mm. If it's if it's sketchy, don't read it. Oh, don't want to this pay. is good just because we can make fun of it. All right. Well, that's fun. We can always do that. But those two, what we just dumb. Wait, you want me to repetitive. read it or what? Well, I, I want to know what you're throwing right, away. Right. I don't know how you're Does gushing.
1: an adolescent male lifter, the day he hits Danner Stage 4, have greater strength potential than the same lifter in his early 20s?
0: What? See, yeah, all I'm right. Helping you. I'm trying to help you. All right. You want the next I'm have
1: yep. you thought of shaving Ute head? Ute? ute
0: Y-O-U-T head. head. Is, Note, it, I have not. I mean, that's pretty close. You don't have to admit. Ute head. Ute head. Yeah. Don't submit typos. We're reading them. And we need to read his name. Yeah, yeah, do that. Mr.
1: underscore Gatters. Mr. Gatters. You did. Spell check. Spell check, man. It's commonly available. <clears throat> Nick's 1324. Dry right. aged steak or wet aged steak assuming comparable quality of the beef.
0: Oh, dry-aged is always preferable. Wet-aged is just marinated in its own juice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. The wet aged. is, hell, they put it in cryovac right. anyway. That's already wet-aged. So it's already wet-aged. So what they've done is they've invented a term for keeping it in the, fr- the icebox in the cryovac for way too long. <laughs> Until so, they're
1: ready hey, to serve it. <laughs> let's call it
0: wet-aged. <laughs> and then it's better. No, it's not any better. It's just old. But it's not, no, that's. There's no comp. There's no comparison. Absolutely not.
1: What does dry aged
0: steak? What does that do
1: for those uninformed?
0: Those uninformed. Uh, aging of rent. beef uh, gives time mm-hmm. for the uh, proteolytic enzymes that are found in the beef, which occur in muscle naturally, and which don't denature upon the death of the animal. Uh, it it gives them time to break down some of the protein in the beef. A dry aging is not a bacterial process it's an enzyme, enzymatic process and uh, dry aged beef uh, uh, dries the meat out concentrates the flesh around the remaining fat improves the flavor improves the tenderness and uh, is the way things ought to be done uh, now there's really not any point in dry aging you know low-grade beef like Select or anything mm-hmm. like that—it just doesn't benefit much from just go ahead and eat it. But if you've got uh, upper one-third choice or prime, uh, it will benefit from aging. And it's been my experience that about four to five weeks is about how long it needs to hang. Anything more than that, you're just losing weight, uh, losing losing weight on the carcass, and it's not—it just the the benefit peaks four to five weeks. But dry aging is definitely the way to go. Wet aging is marketing. Mm. There you go. You'd like to add to that?
1: Mm, Not yet.
0: Not yet? Not yet. Like when? Well, I'm going to... Next podcast or... Give me a month. Oh. Give me four to five weeks. We're going to have a month. (laughs) Just blurt it out. Well,
1: I'm going to... There's this product... Right. ...that is supposedly you're able to... Vacuum seal your meat in this like semi permeable membrane mm-hmm. that allows moisture to escape, right? But not come back in, right? So you're able to supposedly dry age your steak at home in your own refrigerator. So give me a month and I'll let you know how that goes.
0: Sounds like marketing. We'll see. We'll you see. have a month, all right. Now let's see how many more. How long did we waste time on the dry age thing? Not as much as we did on, on the, the other barbecue. day. Right, yeah. uh, all well, right, let's do we'll two know. more. We'll do two more. We'll do two more. This won't take long. I don't think.
1: Jack Patterson asks, mm-hmm. given how you feel about the modern PT industry, right. how would you go about achieving a career in PT based on the starting strength principles of stress, adaptation, and recovery? Well,
0: uh, you do it exactly like. Uh, Will Morris, Mm -hmm. John Mm Petriezo, Nick D'Agostino have done it. And you uh, just, you know, do the right thing instead of just going through the motions like physical therapists do. Uh, By PT, I'm assuming he's meaning physical therapy and not personal training.
1: Uh, Doesn't indicate, but let's assume that. Let's
0: assume he's talking about physical therapy. Uh, physical, ther- outpatient physical therapy is it's practiced uh, in the vast majority, and I mean by vast majority, I mean all of them, in the United States, is uh, a giant waste of time and money, and it's in, it's in fact such an egregious waste of time and money, it's difficult for me to believe that they don't know that. And as a result, I question their motives, okay? I know it's harsh, but, you know, you guys... You know, somebody goes to an outpatient physical therapist and they got better, you're so ineffective at what you do that the patient just healed up, they would have healed up at home, okay. Uh, So if you want to do something better than that, then you start where the patient is, just like we start with where a strength training client is, and we progress them We accumulate higher and higher levels of stress, thus forcing the adaptation to occur. And you're not taught that in school. And You can come back in the comments of this podcast and say, yeah, we are. Well, I know better than that. You know, I, I, I know better than that. That's not what you're taught. And you need to rise above your education and do the right thing with your patients. Now,
1: well, in that context, there's probably little difference between personal training and physical therapy. Really, there's not. With everything you just you're, said. Because
0: you're right. They don't, the personal trainers don't do that either. So, no. so yeah, y'all are on PT. <laughs> All right, last one. Okay. Timing out here right rapidly. Clyde
1: Copeland asks All right. What are your thoughts on Avengers Infinity War?
0: I hadn't seen that. Yet. I have Have you seen it? Nope. Any? I haven't seen it. Uh, I just got through watching Civil War. Mm. Uh, that's good. A couple of days ago, watched it again. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's not – the best one they've done is Winter Soldier. Mm. By far, it's one of the best best movies I've ever seen. Winter Soldier is a great film. There's no doubt about that. Superhero film or not, it's a great movie. But I don't know. I guess we need to go uh, – is that in theaters now? Mm, Infinity? I don't think so. How did I lose track of I don't this? Know. Nick, where's – so many. What happened to Infinity War? I think it's out now. Oh, yeah? Is it? It's like in the theaters? No, like, no, no. Oh, it's on DVD. DVD, Uh, Well, I have to order that. Here, let me go order that from Amazon. Done. All right. Uh, Thanks for watching us on the podcast. We'll see you next time.